Yo, what is good, friends? Welcome to another Rituals for Resilience series inside of the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. If you don't know me and you're new to this podcast, my name is Desi Abeda. I am your podcast host and your high performance mentor. And you're in, you're imperfect person. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about today's episode and I was like, you know what? As I record this, as you already know, like I talked about, like most of our episodes for this season have already been pre-recorded. And I feel like it's such like a, a, a mental clutter weight that's been lifted off my shoulders. And I just feel so good about my planning and systems. And there's just so much that I want to brag about. And, and at the same time, in the way that I want to brag, I was also thinking back where I was this past year. And so if you're an OG of this podcast, you know that around in the summer, like May and June, I was of last year, I was fucking going through it. <laughs> like I had uh, a couple hospital visits, some health issues that were going on. My boy Augie was coming on the scene. I was just starting to really rework this podcast, rework my business in order to go off and do this really cool opportunity with Red Bull. And like, there was just a lot going on. And I remember thinking back about a year ago, just really feeling overwhelmed with it all. And I think that had a lot to do with not only the hospital and, and, and the, the health issues that I was having, but I think looking back now, uh, there was a lot of mental clutter that I feel was heavily responsible for where I was and, and also how I was going into it. And it sucks because what really kind of pushed me into thinking about how to declutter my mind and, and kind of my energy really started with being extremely uncomfortable. And if you remember correctly, I had did like a full day of just discomfort. It was contrasting between an ice bath and then being really hot and doing like a long meditative practice and just going through some rituals that were really, really uncomfortable for me doing some journaling. And I think as I look back at it now, like that one day that I took in order to try to come into these like new phases in my life and new pivots in my life, if you will, they taught me some tactics and rituals that I really want to share today. And so, you know, fast forward to a, a year from now. I I can't believe all the places that I've been. I can't believe that my 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 little dude is about to be a year old. You know, as I record this, my family and I are actually going to be traveling for the summer. We're going to get out of the Arizona heat. If you've ever if you've ever spent a summer here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So there's a lot of things that I I really want to be gratitude. I really want to be grateful for. And as I share this with you, I really want us to start examining how, what we are doing and where we are in our mental decluttering process. And so I wanted to share with you five things that I noticed that I'm still doing to this day that got triggered from some of the health issues that I was having a year ago, some of what I would refer to as a mental breakdown a year ago. And looking at it now, I really want to encourage you to start thinking about, okay, if I were to mentally declutter my mind and try to step into this next endeavor, this next pivot, this next idea, this next thing that's really important to me, how can I show up energetically in a way where I'm showing up as the healthiest version of myself? Now, I didn't say perfect version of yourself. I said healthiest. Health is a spectrum, right? Whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever that is, it's a spectrum. 
So you are the eye of the beholder, if you will. And so I want you to examine these other areas right now. And I want you to think about, is this something that I think would work for me? Where is this process for me? What's my relationship with this tactic or this ritual? And is this something that I think I can take care of? As always, when we share tactics in this podcast, you already kind of know, but if you're new to this, my encouragement for you is not to do all five things that I'm going to talk about, but rather to pick one or two things that are lowest hanging fruit that you think that you can try either tomorrow, this next week, or whatever that looks like for you. Because you've heard me say this before, success is in the details. It's a Jim Rohn quote. And at the same time, when we look at the other successful people in our life, the people that we might be looking up to, we also want to dive into what makes them special. What are they doing with their day? Who are they spending time with? What is their environment like? So that being said, let's go ahead and dive into what I think has been five rituals that have really helped me to continue to declutter my mind. Mind you, my mind is, <laughs> it's like an everlasting to-do list. And I, and I know a lot of you probably really resonate with that. And so, like I said, the encouragement here is to release the judgment and to lead with curiosity. I want you to listen to the next five tactics with curiosity rather than judgment. All right. So first things first, you've already heard me talk about this is my journaling practice. For me, it honestly started with the five minute journal. I think I, for those of you who have been here for this season, you already heard me talk about how I randomly stumbled across one of my five minute journals from 2019. I had no idea what was written in there, but it was amazing to me because what I looked back on was, oh my God, I am living beyond what I thought I was going to be doing. And that, and to that end, this makes me really fall in love with this process of continuing to get better each and every day. So for me, a journaling practice doesn't have to be technical. doesn't have to be complicated. What it can literally be as you wake up during the day is in this moment, what am I grateful for? And as it pertains to today, what would make today amazing? And even at the baseline, what am I feeling? What thoughts are ruminating in my brain? Because friends, how we declutter our mind is getting out of our environment and getting back into our body and getting back into the present moment. And for me, and for me, journaling has been absolutely something that has been a top tier thing that has helped me. I don't always get to sit down and write pen to paper, but you know what? I do mental journaling. I sit down with myself and I start checking in with myself. So that's number one. The second thing is this kind of goes kind of hand in hand with journaling, but it is meditation. And before you say like, Hey, Des, I've already heard you talk about headspace, like journal or meditation doesn't work for me. Listen, I, I heard something the other day from a, a dear friend, uh, and one of the podcasts that you're about to hear, uh, from one of our amazing, uh, athletes and authors. Um, but it was this whole process of, what it means to, to, to give communion to yourself, if you will. Right. And what I really loved about that concept of, of what it means to sit down and just give back to yourself is that inside of this meditative practice, it doesn't need to be that you're sitting down free of thought. You know, you have yourself a pillow and you're, and you're just engaging in, in your own meditation. It can truly be that moment where you are able to give back to yourself. You've heard me talk a great deal about what basketball does for me. It, it's kind of my way of, of, of giving myself communion, if you will. Um, but at the same time, it can also be other things that you really enjoy, but 
the whole premise of what we're trying to do here is we're helping you to get back once again into that present moment. So as you think about your relationship with meditation or your relationship with giving back to yourself, it doesn't always have to mean the meditative practice practices that we see in, you know, conventional Eastern style rituals, but it goes back to, Hey, how can you take two to three minutes? How can you take five? How can you take 10 as you build into it just to merely be present? This could be a walk. This could be obviously setting down in meditation. This could be going back to reading. It's just one way that you can give back to yourself. So that's the way that we want to think about this. So we want to examine where are you at in that process? The other thing that I would say has actually been super helpful is decluttering your space. Like, I mean, obviously that sounds like something that we should all probably do because it's, it's something that I live with. Like a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. I know that sounds super cliche, but I can tell you that I used to think my mom was crazy when we would do this. Like every January, she like get in her head like, hey, we have to repaint a wall. We have to clean. We have to start this year new. And I used to think to myself, like, she's just getting me to do chores in the new year. Like, I'm pissed about this. But now stepping into like adulthood, you know, I'm about to be 38 this year, which I said that to my wife last night. And she's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And then finally, when she came to, she's like, wow, you're old. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> Why do you think I'm doing all of these things to remain my my cognitive abilities and athletic abilities. Anyway, side note done. But I used to think my mom was crazy and I kind of come back to it and I'm like, you know what? I understand the value of decluttering my space because when you're able to get to a point where you can be very comfortable in that space that you have, then that space becomes sacred. And whether that space is for your creative endeavors, right? Whether that space is for where you do your deep work, where you do your journaling, where you do your meditation, where you do that, that self exploration, we want that space to be sacred. And even in my office that you see here right now, there are some things that I'm like, all right, I need to find places for these. But for the most part, I do try to make sure that I add opportunities for myself to see my space and my environment as sacred. And the way that I like to look at it as sacred is, can I come in here at any moment and just sit down and just be? And I think for us, as we start to examine our environment, because your environment is going to shape your habits and your rituals, I want to encourage us to, to take a look and say, in relationship to how my environment looks right now, are there things that I can organize or declutter or things that help me to, to keep this space sacred? And so for me, some of those sacred spaces is exactly what you're seeing if you're seeing this on video. And some of my other sacred spaces are uh, obviously going to be outside, which, I mean, you already know my thought process on being outside. Listen, you want to be better, go be outside more. <laughs> you're going to see that actually in a lot of our interviews as we go into this season. We're going to see a theme of the value of being outside. So what I'm going to say here for this third one is think about your relationship to clutter. Think about how you can declutter some of your areas so that you can keep that space sacred. And the fourth thing I, I kind of alluded to that is being outside. I think that when I'm able to tap into the present moment, into my body, when I'm, when I'm reminded about how crazy it is to be alive and as granola as that sounds, 
I think that we should all be taking opportunities to be in awe of what it took for all of us to get to exactly where we are today. Yes, there might be some current life circumstances that are really hard and there might be some stress. But I got told this a while ago in some of the the reading that I did from Eckhart Tolle, but it was like, I might be butchering it, but essentially is stress is stressing about things that are outside of the present moment. And I think what being outside has done for me is it's reminded me of the value of not only just my mental fortitude, but also the value of truly tapping into some of my skills. So obviously you've heard me talk a wealth about breath work. You've heard me talk a wealth about moving your body, about strength training and the value of getting in that time under tension and reminding yourself that you're truly made with grit. Like you can do this. I think being outside for me has really reminded me about just the, the gratitude of life and also the gratitude of where I've come up to this point, especially as I, as I fast forward where I was a year ago. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect with a lot of life changes that were coming up, but you know what? Like I'm taking it in stride and I feel really good about my trajectory. It has not been easy. It's been a lot of growth. It's been a lot of pain. And I can imagine that with a lot of you, a lot of you who are listening into this podcast, 100% thank you. And I love you for even just listening to a crazy person talk at you. Um, but I can imagine that if you've listened up to this point that you resonate with the message enough to know that, hey, it's okay to struggle. And at the same time, it's our responsibility to act in a way where we're doing that next best thing for ourselves. And then lastly, the thing that I think is is so, so damn important is taking a break. <laughs> oh my God. I find myself getting really bogged down by my ADHD of, oh my God, a new red ball. Oh my God, a new blue ball. Like, let me go do these things. And while I have found a way to, to see my ADHD as something that is a superpower, I'm also heavily aware that I know the environments and situations that I play really well. And I can't do that unless I'm able to take that break. And so for me, sometimes the break might look like just taking the weekend and closing all of my electronics down and be like, I'm not looking at shit. And that's kind of where it brings in being outside. And sometimes when we're really go getting after it and maybe the, the break hasn't been reviving, um, I think small little breaks here and there of either getting outside or taking a couple moments. And I, this kind of happened to me the other day, you know, obviously my, my little dude is about to be one. He's really executing a lot of independence right now, which also means that because my wife is such an amazing mother that both of my kids love her so much. And when she's gone, like they lose it. So it was kind of one of those parenting days where I was losing it too. And by the time my wife came home, I was like, Hey, I, I need a break. Like I need you to take the kids real quick. I'm good. I just need to go into my office, into my sacred space. And I just need to give myself a little bit of communion. I just need to give myself something back. And even just that, that little break right there was incredibly helpful because it helped me just to connect back. Because I think when we're constantly acting in this triggered and elevated state, we say things we don't mean, we do things that we don't want to do. We engage in some disconnecting behaviors, some distractions, whether that is 
uh, TV or are you kind of, you've heard me talk about this before, whether like my distractions usually are like, let me just go disconnect with TV. Uh, okay. Hey, if there's, if there's alcohol around, like, all right, cool. Let me just go ahead and just disconnect. But for me, the, the constant reminder here is how can I, instead of disconnecting from this moment, how can I take a break and actually reconnect with the present moment and my body? And I'm finding that doing the, the four things that I just talked about have been really relative in my life. And now that as, as I'm looking at it a, a year removed from some of the hospitalizations that happened last year and some of the amazing amount of discomfort, I'm finding a lot of solace and a lot of peace and a lot of bliss with some of these habits and rituals. And I want to encourage you to be thinking about, are there aspects of what we talked about here that you can start to do in your life that can help you just to reconnect with the moment? Because we're not meant to do this perfectly in this life. Like every one of us at some point are going to take an L. Like that's just inevitable with life. And at the same time, how can we learn from some of the things or or actions or thoughts that actually don't serve us. And I think decluttering your mind in this way has something that has been really relative in my life. And I hope it is, uh, I hope that it can be relative for you too. All right, Rituals for Resilience Fridays. I hope you're enjoying these episodes. I'm always open to feedback. If you wanna hear about a certain topic or you wanna have a certain guest on, I'm here for it. Like I had said at the beginning of this season, listen, I'm done. I'm I'm done playing it small. I'm asking people to be on that I really, really look up to. I'm being very vulnerable in my process. And while I still feel like I have a great deal of growth to do, like we all do, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm being transparent with y'all so that you can be transparent in the way that you receive this podcast. All right. Love y'all. Catch you on the next one. Let's get it.